0: Hi, I'm the strategist cowboy. Let me present our first contestant for today Obro Original or Original. Obro is spelled A-B-R-O, but there's a dot over the A. It's a light lager from the brewery Obro in Vimmerby, in the region of Småland, in the southern half of Sweden, but still north of Skåne. This is not a small brewery. They tap about 100 plus different beverages. Many of them are sold solely in Sweden, it seems. I must also assume that most of their beverages are tapped in other countries. Some of their beers are top-notch, but technically they are not Obro beers. They even tap Coca-Cola Classic on old-fashioned bottles here in Sweden. But I don't think they own the Coca-Cola company. They use the Swedish language in writing on some of their beer containers and on their Swedish website. Guess they don't count on selling it abroad. At least not their Swedish beer assortments. Obro Original has got a 5.2% ABV. This beer assortment comes in a European standard sized container. This particular beer comes in a 33cl or about an 11oz can. But the assortment is also tapped in bottles. And it is tapped on 50 centilitre cans and on 50 50 centilitre bottles too. 50 centilitre equals about 17 ounces. The ingredients in Obro original are water, malted barley, hops and yeast. That means that it is brewed according to the German Reinheitsgebot. But the brewery doesn't advertise that, as far as I can tell. Good for them. As one of Sweden's oldest family breweries, they are kinda well established. It is like Budweiser in the U.S. Only there they also produce wine, for instance. Stick to beer, you damn Northerners! Hey, I'm a damn Northerner. They also tap Jägermeister. That's good. This beer cost about nine and a half Swedish kronor. That is 40 US cents per four ounces of beer. Oh, and one of those kronors you get back when you recycle the can. So about 36 US cents per four ounces of beer. It is very cheap, but it probably tastes thereafter. You get what you pay for is an expression. System Blaggett says that this beer is best served at eight to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says that this beer is best served at a temperature of 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 50 degrees Fahrenheit. That seems to me to be a little bit pretentious, I'm thinking. This beer certainly is not a craft beer after all. But at another page on their website, They say that this beer assortment is best served at 8 to 10 degrees Celsius. And that is standard for a lager beer. How about the experience then? color is uh, clear yellow color, clear, very clear yellow color. I can see the, yeah, it's very clear. It's, uh... aroma is a little bit better than Pechner aroma, longer aroma. And the head is f- about two fingers. Taste. Well, is it rich? No, it's not. Is it bread-like? Uh perhaps a little bit white bread. It's not yeasty, but it's uh, not top fermented either so so it's not strange. It's uh, a little bit morty taste on my palate. Not very uh, pleasurable. It's a little bit metallic in its taste. It's, uh, it's a standard beer, so uh, it's not strange. Uh, this taste is, comes in many standard beers of different brands. So I didn't calculate with a a very great pleasure on my uh, uh, palate. It's uh, not sweet. It's uh, bitter a little bit. But not hoppy. It's not candy-like. There are no fruit, no fruitiness in it, and uh, I don't think there are any spices in it, and no herbs. It's a standard beer, everyday beer, daily beer. I don't drink it daily, but is is it's that kind of type of beer. The undertone is uh, metallic, sorry, the carbonation level is kind of high, I think, because I'm burnt. It's uh, not creamy, of course, Uh, it's not acidic, but there are some aberrations. A little bit, a little bit uh, artificial in its taste. Maybe I, I should say artificial before I say metallic. Artificial is a, a better word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about grading then? I cannot grade this beer very high, but uh, three devils out of 10 possible. I think, yes, it's not, it's average for an average beer and not an average beer because there are many good beers that raise the bar, but uh, this is a, Uh, it's a it's, uh, it's not very good i, I i'd rather pay 10 uh, 20 kronos more for a beer that i know is good than drink this beer even if even if i drank every day i think i would prefer to put in some more money in it uh, it's an uh, artificial taste in it but uh three devils out of ten possible Yes. Thank you. Uh, let's go on to the next contestant. Our second contestant is Stockholm Festival Beer. A light lager with a 7.2% ABV from Krönlein Briggery or Krönlein Brewery in the city of Halmstad in the region of Halland, above the north of Scania on the west coast. Not even Stockholm. This is supposedly the oldest family brewery in Sweden. It's pretty easy to ascertain that Krönlein Brewery doesn't tap craft beers just by looking at the cans and bottles. This festival beer can, can assortment certainly don't look fancy. I don't think they truly make craft beers but some of their beers I think looks like quality beers. It may sound ridiculous, but to my experience, the bottle or can of a beer often tattles that the beer is a quality beer, or if so be it, that it is a lousy beer for that matter. Some of Kernland's beer assortments I recognized as quality beers since trying them before. But it is not any of their home brewed. They might still be good, I have just not tried them recently, and some of their foreign beers are crap. There is not much to say about Stockholm festival beer, since there is not much information about it on the brewery's website. It was probably tapped for a certain festival, but not sure if it was in Stockholm, since there are two other festival beers from Kleinlands with a different flavor called Stockholm. One of them is a zero alcohol beer. They must really like Stockholm. The city that that is. I've never been there myself, but once at the central train station. Stockholm festival beer has got a 7.2% ABV. That's respectable. That is a 2% higher ABV than in the Åbro lager beer I reviewed first. You should keep that in mind, albeit the alcohol volume doesn't by its own constitute what a good beer is. This beer assortment comes in a European standard sized container, i.e. 33cl or about an 11 ounces can. The ingredients in Stockholm festival beer are water, barley malt, hops, and most certainly yeast. That means that also this beer is brewed according to the German Reinheitsgebot, But this brewery doesn't advertise that either. They shouldn't, albeit, albeit I doubt that this beer assortment packs a larger taste than do many German lagers. Good, this beer's assortment now has an advantageous starting block. The review can only go up since I have little expect- expectations of this beer. But I had little expectations of the Oberlager beer too. I don't know what this beer cost since it is no longer included in Sustainable website, but there is a 6% ABV Stockholm festival beer in a 33-cent bottle from Klein that costs only about 12 Swedish kronas or about 1 US dollar and 40 cents. That is 50 US cents per 4 ounces of beer. I don't know if the bottle is recyclable. System Blogget says that the 6% ABV Stockholm Festival beer is best served at 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to, to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says nothing about preferred serving temperature. How about the experience then? This beer is a little bit more orange than the former beer, which was yellow. This is a little bit more orange, but still yellowish in color and clear. It's got a two fingers tall head. The aroma is, uh, well, nothing special. Um, Is it rich? Not much for a 7.2% strong beer. ABV beer. But it's kind of strong, yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, well. It's not uh, red-like, and it's, uh, well, is it rich or is it not rich? I think it tastes like they had made a beer about 5% ABV strong and uh, then pour in some uh, liquor in it. Uh, The extra ABV, 2% more ABV than the former beer, doesn't necessarily make it a better beer. But uh, let's say it's rich because uh, I want to be um, positive today, it's not bread-like and it's not yeasty, it's malty a bit, a little, taste on my palate then. alcohol like, like vodka or renat uh, which is a pure alcohol without any spices in it i i'd say that uh this is a pure it's the the the, the taste of my palate is alcohol liquor Is it sweet? Not not particular. No, no. It's not very bitter. It's not very bitter, and it's not hoppy. It's not candy like. It's not fruity. There are no spices in it, no herbs in it. And the undertone is liquor, pure liquor. The carbonation level I, I'm not sure. I don't think it's very high. It's not, not high because normal Swedish beers, everyday beers like this is, uh, has not a very high, has, has a pretty high carbonation level, carbonation level. Uh, and it's not creamy and it's, mm-hmm. um, Not acidic, but uh, I, I'd say that there are some aberrations in it. Since uh, I I, I say that not only the the liquor taste, but also some of the Other flavors or taste. Yeah. Okay. What about grading then? I grade this beer. Three devils out of ten possible. So you see folks, alcohol, a higher ABV in a beer doesn't necessarily make it a better beer. And a lower ABV doesn't necessarily make it a worse beer. Okay, so uh, three devils out of ten possible. Absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant. Thank you. This fortnight's lesson is called IFAC, Individual First Age Kit. What did you think? All soldiers must be trained in field medical care and each soldier must carry a small first aid kit. It should be worn on the vest or on the harness. One or two paramedics for each platoon or close support group can have more advanced complementary equipment such as morphine syringes. These paramedics should be able to tear off the Red Cross badges, if they even wear any, and act as combatants so they should also be trained for combat. In Sweden, the distribution of morphine is restricted. Ordinary soldiers do not carry any morphine with them, but they do carry with them something like a lollipop with a strong painkiller substance, which the wounded soldier puts in his mouth. US soldiers have information on their arm about their blood type. The company North American Rescue Products provides American soldiers with an IFAC for gunshot wounds. Field medical equipment have improved tremendously in recent years during the Iraq-Afghanistan conflict. After the Vietnam War, they made a study in America. It concluded that 2,500 American soldiers died of arm and leg injuries in Vietnam. Today that loss figure Is near zero. No American soldier has lost an arm or a leg in recent years due to gauze constriction bandage. It takes hours before circulatory failure causes damage, and wounded are evacuated quickly today. A chest injury that punctures the lung can create an overpressure in the lung, so that the injured person sucks in air not only through the throat, but also through the hole in the chest, so that an air pocket is formed in the lung, and the lung stops functioning. The injured person then finds it difficult to breathe. The solution is a form of self-adhesive band-aid with effective glue, also also called occlusive dressing, which did not exist a certain number of years ago. There is also a pressure bandage called the Israel bandage, which originates from the IDF, Israeli Defense Force. The Israel bandage is a rolled-up elastic gauze bandage. Israel bandage is a constriction bandage for severe wounds on the arms and legs. When someone is in shock, you need an anti-shock blanket, a so-called thermofilm, which you cover shock-damaged soldiers with. The aluminium surface of the thermofilm reflects the body's heat inwards to the shock-damaged soldier This is important because a shock injury can lead to a lack of oxygen in the body's cells when the circulating blood volume for various reasons becomes insufficient and you become chilled. You can even die from a shock injury as body body organs can shut down. I would also like to take the opportunity to add that I salute the 13 killed American soldiers at Kabul's airport and pay my respect to the families of the killed soldiers. As I understand it now, the Americans took large risks in the evacuation process of Afghan civilians, or at least American citizens, and also a lot of other countries' evacuation aircraft with personnel. As usual, if we accept the Afghan losses in this terror attack, it was the Americans who took the biggest losses, even if it was their war. Thank you and see you later, alligator at a wild crocodile. Oh, thank you.